Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 52 of the Funkhauser Situation, the go-to premiere pop culture Doesn't it website. feel like 53, though? I know. I, well, Maria it, says it's 52. I know, and I trust Maria. I do, too. But it just feels like we've done two shows since we've done the 50th episode. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. So that too. would be I 53, like the, right? I would think so. This She's is either 52 right. or 53. She's right. No we'll one just knows. No one knows. We could probably say whatever. Somebody no. knows. Get, uh, no one's counting. Oh, we could yeah. give any arbitrary number. This is episode 89 of the Funkhead situation. No one's going to go back and count them. Can't you go down to the Nick Roush library and look? The library, <laughs> yeah. Or he He's got them all, yeah, on a shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so fifty-two, it is, yep. I guess. Today. Yeah, because number fifty-one was the Big Butt Club. Oh, that's right, the Big Butt Club, which Paul Rudd, yep. uh, one of the founding members of the Big Butt Club, was on the Oscars the other right. night, and, and I uh, texted I, you, and I said, "Thank God Oscar Isaac <laughs> wasn't up there with him, because there's no way that stage is big enough for those two. <laughs> I texted you that I hope Paul Rudd doesn't knock over the Oscar podium with his big butt. Did you watch the Oscars? I did. And thoughts? Um, it is. I I, I don't I don't know. It, it was the same as always. I yeah. I miss when you have somebody there though mm-hmm. that can capitalize on a moment that took place to right. defuse it. That's what the comics' job is. So somebody like Spike Lee goes up, makes a ridiculous speech that he can't even read right, you'd have a Billy Crystal or a Kevin Hart or somebody make an eyewear joke. They would make a political joke. They would diffuse the situation for most people who are going, this is uncomfortable. Whatever Spike Lee's doing needs to be made fun of. And that's when you get a guy who can puncture the pompous balloon. I agree. I, lo- I love that your idea of puncturing the pompous balloon includes an eyewear joke. Yeah, about would, Spike Lee. yeah I would have. Hey, Spike Lenscrafters, twenty four hours. I will say this: Spike came off very likable in that ceremony. Like he looked like he, I, he made the great Nick. He made a great uh, Samuel L. Made the great Nick's joke just to Spike. Yeah, essentially, I, I I want to like Spike. Lee. I I'm with you. Because yes. there are moments like I watched uh, and I'd seen it before, but I'd rewatched the. Uh, Reggie Miller versus the Knicks thing, and mm-hmm. Spike Lee played a big part of that documentary on 30 for 30. Right. Because he antagonized Reggie Miller from the sideline, which gave Reggie Miller the juice to go and whip the Knicks. They were down, what, 12 or something mm-hmm. with a minute left, and mm-hmm. Reggie started hitting threes like crazy. Yeah. And he would go talk to Spike. And Spike was so likable in those moments. He goes, I'm not playing. I'm just sitting here. I didn't right. say anything, which we all know he did. Yeah. I like I want. I'm like you. I want to like him. He's a great him. filmmaker. He's a great filmmaker. He can craft a good <laughs> but, movie, but he's got to stick his foot in his mouth and be so political that it's like, okay, you've yeah. alienated me again. Why do you do that? I agree. In the past, he's made comments that just I was like, oh man, why you gotta say that? Yeah. You know. And I think that's always taken me out of his camp. And it's fine if that's who he is. That's okay. But he's in a medium where he's trying to gain access to a white audience. Right. So you're gonna have to choose one or the other. Right. It's it. it and he's trying to live these this duality, which it just doesn't work. And you're right. Spike has always lived in this world where he wanted one of his feet in yeah. art film, mm-hmm. art, you know, message film world, and the other in, I want to make a lot of money at the box office. Right. And as a result, it's always kind of gotten muddled with him. Yeah, because you, you know? just irritate both sides, I think, Yeah, in some ways. I agree with what you're saying about the Oscar host, though, to get back to that, because... I felt like there's there a train getting ready <laughs> to come that, through the wall here. I've never that, heard that. I've been here 20 years. Seems very close. 
I've never heard I, that. I, you know what? I wouldn't doubt that's not Mike Kerber's new phone he's got. He's got he moved up to the he iPhone. He got the iPhone, I'm and so I bet that's his alert. Yeah, I'm so glad now we can all be on a text uh, chain yeah. that doesn't involve Mike's square with a question mark yeah. for an emoji. Yeah, I, he told me. So So Mike Kerber, for the Hey Kentucky fans, who he's uh, the producer, and when we have uh, – messaging going back and forth he's the one guy that didn't have the iphone he's so an android guy he created that green look when we all want to be blue right yeah we're, we're going to live in a blue world. plus if one person on a text chain is on an android it screws every, i mean he swears it doesn't but i know it does there are times when like i don't get messages i get messages eight hours later mm-hmm. out of order everything of that because yeah. android screws everything well up. that was true now he was doing that because he used to text me uh, uh, script stuff for the show, mm-hmm. and I would have to piece it back together. Yeah, because it would be out of sequence. Yeah, that's and what I'd I have had to, to try do. to figure it out. Okay, what is this again? Yeah, but well, he's moved on, and we're yeah. all very proud of Mike. Uh, but I agree with what you say with the, about the host thing. I, to me, the who's hosting it has always been a big part of how entertaining the show is. Absolutely. You know, like, I mean, if it's somebody I really like, I get excited about right. that person. Like when Letterman hosted, I remember being really excited. Oh, and I thought he did a great yeah. job, by the way. Right. Everybody and, panned it, but it's because they're a bunch of, you know, wusses. Right. Chris Rock, you know, was, was a good host. Kimmel was always a good host. Yeah. Um, even um, uh, Seth MacFarlane, I thought, was a good host. I forgot about that. He did a great job. He was, he kept it pretty classy, although he kind of gave his, you know, he did his Seth MacFarlane, mm-hmm. you know, shtick, but... I thought he was fine, you know. To give you the moment that uh, that requires somebody is like nobody would remember Jack Palance doing push-ups, right? If Billy Crystal didn't clean that no, we mess get up, it. you love Billy Crystal, yeah. But afterwards, after he did that, then Billy Crystal continued to make jokes, yeah, throughout the night. He wrote, yeah, he wrote it, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, he would say, uh, "Jack is now." At the In and Out Burger, doing push-ups yeah. in the parking lot, you know, right. and I remember that he was yeah, doing it. Right. He kept that, it, so he it, yeah. he tied it in thematically. It's what a good comic does. Yeah, it was. You're, you're right. Uh, I I kind of hated that it was a success without a host because it made them realize well, what it do you works. Mean, how was it a well, success? Well, the, the, the headlines all the next day were the Oscars didn't have a host, and that was fine. So it was like, I, I don't... Yeah, but it wasn't great. But you can you should still have one if you can get one. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't need to Absolutely. have one anymore. I mean, what you know, has Polar and... They've done the... Uh, Polar and Faye have done the, the Emmys. Emmys. They've not done And the they Oscars. killed it, by yeah. the way. Oh, I know. And they, and they did as... <laughs> Why not have them do it? They did in this Oscar po- telecast... The closest you get to a monologue, mm-hmm. and I thought they were—they were. They were I would have happily watched no, I, well, the, the rest three of, the show. of them, no, and, let, the let two of them, it. and Maya Rudolph for the yeah. whole show. Yeah, me too. I don't see why they just didn't do that. They could have done that. Hey, Lady Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper. How about that, huh? Mm, steamy, right? Yeah. I, I, let me ask you this: Were was your wife upset with that? My wife was asleep by eight forty-five. Okay, because I've I've noticed this trend, and I've talked to some other guys. She does not care about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, but I think they project or something. Women project. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on how they feel about themselves at the moment. But when they <laughs> when they see they see Lady Gaga, I always love. By the way, I always love when you say something, and I can gauge by the Maria meter as to what that is. And when you said that, I looked over at Maria, and Maria just was like, mm, okay. You know. <laughs> well, you don't understand what I'm saying, Maria? 
So uh, you can't get her on your side now. Oh, sure I already I saw the face. Oh, but give me a moment. Okay. Watch me work. <laughs> what I mean is because he brought his date. I don't know if that's is that his wife, or girlfriend. Okay, so he's got his girlfriend there, oh, okay. and then them two are up there about to make out, looking yeah. at one another. Well, I start getting yelled at by by this nonsense. Why, I don't even know what's going on. Why, did you make a comment or something? No, or? I'm just watching the Oscars, and then I hear, oh, look at those two. <laughs> yeah. That homewrecker. <laughs> that homewrecker. Well, it but, is but true. I talked I, to some buddies, and they said, oh, yeah, my wife was all mad about that, too. Well, I'm apparently like, the, the, the one, there's a source of contention in that in the past few weeks, when all of this shipping, have you heard this this phrase, shipping? It's when people want to project a relationship onto people. Like when uh, people uh-huh. wanted Mulder and Scully to get together, or Ross and Rachel, or whatever. Uh-huh. They call it shipping. It's like shipping. you're projecting a relationship mm-hmm. somebody. And apparently Lady Gaga did break it off with her fiancé of two years in like the last month. Well, and she was there with, what, her sister? I you don't know. know. Just in case Brad didn't bring his, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, okay. you 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 brought your uh, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're bringing significant others. Oh, yeah. my bad. I should have brought my date. But she denied all that on Kimmel. She, I saw that. Yeah, whatever it was. And so. she did a nice job of sort of diffusing that. She called social media the world's toilet or Which something like that. She's right about. She that. is right about yeah. that. That's true. It I like Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. like you and I said. If we're in Vegas, yeah. You know, as part of our uh, gay trip, we're going to take. We're, we're going. We're, we're going to swim and go watch Lady Gaga. Yeah. But we would. We would go watch both shows. Mm-hmm. Didn't she supposed to do two? She's doing one of, like her, a, of her pop music and one of oh, um, like American Standards, which Tony Bennett is a part of. Yeah, see, I, I'm there all day. With oh, yeah. Old I would go just see Tony Bennett. Can you smoke yeah. in there? You should. I think you should try. You should be able to you smoke. Should, you can do it everywhere else in Vegas. You I don't know why you couldn't in a Lady Gaga. I'll tell show. you, one place you can smoke. Where? Jake's Cigar Bar. Is that so? Tell me uh, more. Well, as we all know, the key to happiness is having that ship, that shipping, mm-hmm. between a well-blended cigar and a glass of Kentucky bourbon. For nearly a decade, Jake's Cigar Bar and Brennan Crossing has welcomed folks from across Kentucky to find the perfect match of bourbon and cigars. This is the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper of, is it, of no, bourbon and cigars. Yeah. Right. With over 200 different bourbons and 300 different cigars, Jake's is the only establishment that provides the variety Kentucky deserves. And as if we couldn't promise you more, they did. Because coming soon, very close. We think April. Jake's will be moving across the street to a much larger space, which means more unique product selection from the Commonwealth and beyond. Like them on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about the future of Jake's. You know, they say... If you're a cigar, get you a bourbon that looks at you like like Bradley Cooper looks yeah. at Lady Gaga. <laughs> Somebody sent a meme out <laughs> yesterday. I laughed about it. And it had those two looking at each other on the stage yeah. from the Oscars. But underneath it said, Jim Acosta, Jim Acosta. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the way I, he looks at himself. I saw two today. that they re, They're re-releasing A Star is Born mm-hmm. in theaters with 12 extra minutes of unseen footage. Yeah. Is that really, are you really, I mean, I, I, uh, did I, you see I, it? You know what? I sound ridiculous. There are going to be people who totally go to see that. Be. Did you go see it? No. I didn't either. <laughs> don't really care. I don't want to see it. I mean, I kind of know what it is. It's is been, it good, Maria? It's been made twice. Is it better than La La Land? Yeah. Better than La, everything's better than La La Land. I will knock you out. <laughs> I will come across this table because I like La La Land. I know Land. you did. 
I did not. Ryan Gosling's awesome in La La Land and funny. I don't think it's that funny. My problem with La La Land is that it doesn't have enough comic relief in it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Emma um, Stone's a good actress. Let me ask you this. Is Lady Gaga, this this dawned on me at the Oscars, Lady Gaga is having a very Barbara Streisand-esque right. career. Yeah. She started as a, as a popular musician, right. and then she branched into movies, and then she won an Oscar, and then she became serious actress, mm-hmm. and then she goes on and introduces Black Klansman when Star is Born is the movie... Right. She made, right. which is very interesting. Yeah, what did they do? I don't know that? what the. I don't know what, what was up with that. Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> I don't know. Because they were from Brooklyn, her and Spike. That was <laughs> no. weird. Yeah, why not have her do it? Yeah, that's perfect. That'd been kismet. I agree. Um, you know who Lady Gaga has surpassed, in my opinion, though, because she wanted everything Lady Gaga has. Demi Lovato. Not Demi Lovato. Oh. How dare you besmirch <laughs> a young woman struggling, trying to make her way out of addiction? No. Madonna, you moron. Oh, Madonna wants to be. Madonna she always wanted, wanted what Lady Gaga yes, has. exactly. Right. Yeah, that's you know, true. She, she did, made all those movies that she adopted right, a British were accent. Horrible, and, yeah. Yeah, she didn't make, did she make any good movies? No. The one, the closest she came to a good movie was, was Evita, and right. that was not no, huge, was right? Not yeah. 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 You're exactly right, though. Lady yeah. Madonna's probably like, that should have been me yep. back in 1995. I thought about that while watching the show. Yeah, that's a good call. You know, because Madonna was a little offended, I think, early on by Lady Gaga's adoration of Madonna and like, well, you can't surpass me, but I think she might have as far yeah. as record sales. There were pictures of them together at the after party. Did you see those pictures? Her and Madonna at yeah. the Oscar party? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they're okay, I guess, in case you're worried. Wow, she's just wanting to get close to it. <laughs> did, you, did you like the musical, other other musical performances on there? Uh it, it was very the clear Buster, that it, it was very Buster clear Scruggs you weren't thing. supposed to care about any of them except Lady yeah, Gaga. Right. But I, why did they not let Tim Blake Nelson sing that I song? I don't know. Why? I don't understand why, why they you? turned it into like a, a you know some sort of a yeah. Roy Rogers and Dale Evans number when it could have just been. Well, they wrote it though, didn't they? Those two I get, wrote it. And I get that, but they. You should always. Well, it wasn't have... they went to a karaoke bar and found a couple and stuck them up there? They wrote the song, man. There was. Can I tell you a funny <laughs> karaoke story from Shinaway Pub? You know Shinaway yeah. Pub? Yeah. Shinaway was karaoke in Lexington before karaoke was uh-huh. cool. And there used to be this couple there. And if they're listening now, I apologize. They they won't know who they are. Mm-hmm. But there was always this couple at, at Shinaway, and every time we were there. They always remember the song. I think it was uh, "Let's Make Love." It was like a was it Tim McGraw and Faith Hill? I think Is that so. who it was? Okay, and they would always, at some point in the night, the karaoke announcer would say, "Next up to the stage, David." You know, whatever. And he would come up and he would start singing. No, she would. She would come up. And she would start singing, and then, without fail, he would get up from the bar and walk toward the stage oh. and gaze at her <laughs> and she would gaze at him and then they would like lock eyes and she would sing directly to him and then at the end he would come up and they would they would embrace and kiss and then they would leave <laughs> it was just too strong yeah. I thought I was it's, like, it's too I much. cannot watch this crazy psychodrama play out before these two go home and whatever right. you know but every Saturday night this those two are out there and they're always playing out this this scene that clearly got them both all hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah. That was the ignition switch. That's it. yeah. all it took. Oh, please don't. He's probably, Can't and, do this at if, home. we got to do it in front of everybody. Well, and maybe he's angry with her, too. Maybe he, 
Maybe he doesn't want to, but it's just the siren call that just pulls him <laughs> in. It's like, oh, it. you got me again. You know, I got it foiled every time. You know, speaking of establishments, uh, earlier this week, I, for the first time in my life, went to the Chevy Chase Inn, the little, oh, yeah, little uh, Chevy Chase Inn. Never been the in bourbon. there. Yeah. Never been in there before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, it's an older establishment. Oh, it is, yes. And I went with my buddy Devin, who's a fan of this podcast, and um, it was a mid-afternoon kind of thing, and it was right next to where my live shot was going to be mm-hmm. for the 4 o'clock show. So we walk in there and we thought, right, let's have a let's have a drink. First of all, the door has a pulley attached to it, which raises a rubber chicken. <laughs> it has a sign attached to it, so this chicken goes up and down. Nobody's in there except two guys from another century, and I'm or not even I'm not even the, talking to the twentieth. <laughs> it was more like Civil War reenactors <laughs> were in there. And the bartender comes over and looks at us and says, yeah. And <laughs> we are, you know, used to the more finer establishments where, you know, at Jake's, you order an old-fashioned. They put on a show for it. Right, you. right. So, uh, so Devin, I was afraid to say it, but Devin took the bait and went, can you make an old-fashioned? And he looked at us and said, shit. <laughs> and then we didn't order that. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. just ordered something straight the up. The writing was on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Is what you're yeah. saying. And he yeah. just slid them over to us and yeah. went back reading his newspaper. <laughs> Disgusted. It was with like a saloon. You, you two punks. He slid it all the way oh, down yeah. the bar there to you, like drinks. a Western movie. Yeah. Now, uh, you saw a movie that you uh, loved me about. It. And you loved it. And before you tell us what it is, I, this movie, the commercial, the ad blitz has been exhausting. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that meant it wasn't any good. You saw it and loved it. What was it? Uh, fighting with my family. Right. So I saw the trailer and I thought, eh, that looks kind of funny. You know, maybe I'll wait and go get it or, or I'll watch it at, at home when it's available on video. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked okay. But again, we you never can tell with the trailer. So it's probably going to stink. You know, that's probably all the best jokes that right. you're seeing right there. That's exactly what I assume. So that's, yeah. you know, that's it. So I sat down. I soon learned that Stephen Merchant directed this, who is Ricky Gervais's buddy, mm-hmm. big, tall, lanky guy. Co-writer of the great original British office. Right. Yeah. Correct. Which is one of the great all-time Correct. shows. Yeah. Uh, Nick Frost is awesome in this. He plays From the father. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun and, and Hot, Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the two uh, British kids are familiar to me. I don't, but I can't place them. I don't know where I've seen them before. But and, and then oh, uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones is uh, the oh, mother. She's in that. She's too? the mother. Yeah, she's good. And then of course you got Vince Vaughn, The Rock, and a lot now of is them. this the we've talked about this before? Is this the Vince Vaughn we like, or because Vince Vaughn when he plays Motormouth Vince Vaughn is the best? No, it's more of the. Monotone, angry Vince Vaughn. Okay, you know, but he's still it's it, the role's written for him to do that. So right. he's doing he's proficient. He's doing exactly deadpan. what he should do. Yeah, it's yeah. very deadpan. He's uh, you know the old coach that you know right. you do it my way. Then you find out there's a story behind all the reason he's doing it the way he's doing it. You know, yeah. uh, but it's so much heart in this thing. I, I mean, you like wow, this is and the rock it pulled too, right? me in, and I think it's brilliant that Stephen Merchant directed it, because I can guarantee Stephen Merchant doesn't know anything about the WWE. And this is a true story. Yes, and it's a true story about a girl who rose through the ranks, auditioned, made it, went through that next uh, 
minor league system, essentially for the WWE until she became a champion. And it's it's her story and how she's attached to the family and how hard and difficult it is. And, and her brother was the one who was more gifted, and he doesn't get chosen. And all that that entails. So there's a lot of complicated relationships and stuff going on, but there's so much comedic ingenuity inside of that. So because, it's, a, again, it's, a, it's a real comedy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's Stephen Merchant, again, seeing it through his filter – because it, it's an alien world to him. He didn't treat it like a fanboy would have. If somebody was just a huge WWE fan, I think it would have been a different movie. Right. But he's looking at it like this is some alien world, and now she's got to try to be a part of it. And it's really well done. So Spoon feeds you a little bit of yeah. what that culture and, is. And they didn't take the obvious, you know, because she's with these three super hot ladies that are auditioning for the same spot. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take those basic stereotypes and play them out you, the way you normally would see. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they kind of flip things around. It's really good. I, it's one of those times you watch a film and you go, I got my money's worth. That's good. I was entertained from beginning right. to end. I gl- I'm glad I came to the movies. You don't walk out going, mm-hmm. who the hell greenlit that? Or that was fine. Or, yeah. yeah. No, you, you're like, oh, man, that was good. And you're thinking about it. You're thinking about the movie still in the parking lot on the way home. You're still thinking about it. Now, did they like get into so well did they get into the postscript of this because McGuffey, who yeah. our friend McGuffey, Kevin McGuffey, who yeah. is a who is a wrestling fan aficionado, right. he says that her career sort of spiraled into uh, obscurity after some sexy photos leaked. Oh. Is that part of the movie, or do no, they leave no. it with her on top? They probably? leave it with her yeah. achieving the belt, and right. then that's it. Yeah, then no title card at the end. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, Gervais would have done that. Yeah, but Gervais yeah. did that. <laughs> no, Stephen Merchant did not. What has happened to Gervais? I don't know. And, and the reason I ask this is I had this conversation with somebody this week. Um, he, at one point, I thought there's no – after he was David Brandt in the, the U.K. office, which mm-hmm. if you haven't watched that, it's a quick watch. It is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Gervais is, is Peter Sellers funny in it. I mean, like he's mm-hmm. great in that. Then he kind of he kind of became this sort of smug, unlikable yeah. dude since yeah. then, and I have yeah. a I don't like that. I don't know that I'm the Gervais fan I used to be. He has a new show coming on Netflix, and I watched the trailer, and I was not really that interested in it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's following that Bill Maher pathway. Yes, that's a good call. Where you can't even if you agree with him, you can't, you can't like him. Like him, he's yeah. just inherently sort of unlikable. Yeah. Um, I saw the Lego Movie two. Was that good? I, I really loved the first one. I did too. I thought the first one is is that's my is first meta and funny and smart yeah. and clever and it's got it's got great funny twists. It's got sight gags. It's got quick cuts. It's just I didn't know when I watched the Lego Movie the first one. I didn't know who Chris Pratt was. I had to look it up. Like who's the guy that plays the lead? In he this? was famous by then. Well, I didn't watch Parks and Rec. Oh, okay, and that's all he was on. Yeah, he was so good in Parks and Rec. I know, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And then Guardians comes out, and then Jurassic Park, and the next thing we've got the new Harrison Ford. The it was two, like, holy cow. The two guys who made Lego Movie and this one won an Oscar the other night for Spider-Verse. Which was good. Which was really good. Yeah. The, uh, Lord the Funkhauser recommends that. Chris, uh, is it Phil Miller and Christopher Lord, yep. who also did yep. Last Man on Earth, and yep. they did Spider-Verse, yep. and they did this. Um, they're the new, uh, and this is going to date me, uh, they're the new Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that yeah, from yeah. Parenthood. Yeah, that team. Um, but no, it was it was funny. I mean, it's 
It's meta, just like the last. And those one. two that you just mentioned—they're big Ron Howard collaborators. They too. are. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, am I correct in, in thinking that the new uh, auteur of Hollywood is Peter Farrelly, who is who Peter Farrelly, Peter Farrelly, who is of Dumb and Dumber? I think you could think that, but I think that the backlash online for Green Book has not been that flattering to it. Yeah, I think that everybody. Yeah, there's always been some hate out there for Green Book. Why? Be- Don't give me this white savior nonsense. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Well, it's because oh that it's God. because uh, apparently the character Mahershala Ali plays. Oh, I could, I'd hit, put in any movie. That, I don't care yeah, what oh, it is. Yeah, he's like he's the, two for two. Oh, on, he's on awesome. Oscars. By I love the way. that guy. This guy needs to stop slumming in Alita Battle Angel and start yeah. treating himself like a real guy. Um, apparently, that that character he plays family has disavowed the movie. Apparently there's some. Why uh, there's some? There's some I haven't seen the movie. I want to see it. It looks great. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think. And I think. It won the Oscar. And I think that what I think that the movie is fine. And I think that you wouldn't have heard all this unless it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with it was that it won Best Picture, mm. which I think was everybody's sort of problem. Also, there were reports that Peter Fairley joked around that whenever things got tense on set, he would pull his private parts out for everybody. Right. Which is probably not the thing to go. He did that on the Green set. Book? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know he did it like Shallow Howl and all those other things. Didn't they you know do he pulled his private parts out? I think Shallow I read Hal? that story. Yeah. Like on back, yeah. that was just the, them goofing off, you know, just what they would do. Yeah. Well, you can't do that these days. Really? Different what do you think of this? But uh, but back to Lego. The Lego movie's good. Tiffany, our girl Tiffany Haddish is in it. She plays oh, yeah. the possibly villain. You don't give, I want to see it. It's a great don't twist. It. I'm not going to ruin it, but there's some good. There's some really great jokes in it. It's yeah. it's well worth worth your time. Okay. Well, I want to see that. Yeah. But um, but but again, this guy's making again. This is a clown who made stupid. And and what was the thing with the Matt Damon? They made that one. Oh, the the uh, and Greg Kinnear, where they were yeah, Siamese, Siamese twins. twins. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's look. I mean, you're right. The Fairleys made a ton of. Fairleys. What about Mary? Didn't they do what about oh, Mary? Yeah, yeah. That, well, I figured that was a given. But um, I'm just saying, they, they, now he's now he's an Oscar winner. I know it's weird that you went to Shallow Hal first. I love Shallow Hal. Yeah, I mean, Shallow Hal's not bad, but I I always think something about Mary. Okay, so their filmography together is Dumb and Dumber. Kingpin. Kingpin, yeah. Which is fantastic. All right. All right, love Kingpin. Bill Murray's hair in that. Oh, should have won an Oscar. It should have. Yeah. That's that that one shot from where the pins are and him sitting yeah. there with the ESPN <laughs> logo behind him and that comb over <laughs> waving. So like great. look at these athletes. Yeah. yeah. And let's be honest, that was probably the last time any of us will ever have seen Randy Quaid. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. I like um, Randy Quaid. Something about Mary. Outside Providence, that was with Alec Baldwin. It was a coming-of-age movie. Me, Myself, and Irene. I like that, too. Yeah, with Jim Carrey. Say It Isn't So, that, uh, what is Say It Isn't So? Yeah, what is that? It sounds familiar. Heather Graham and Chris Klein. Uh, we can be forgiven for, for not doing okay. that one. Osmosis Jones, I saw that. That was an anime oh, movie. That's yeah. Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, that was an anime. Shallow Hal, Stuck on You, Fever Pitch with Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Mm. Um, the Rock, Red Sox movie. Yeah. The Ringer, that was a little bit tone deaf. That was you know what? I, it wasn't that bad, though. Well, you, yeah. I liked it. 
<laughs> Johnny Knoxville, right? Yeah. He, 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 he tried, enters the Special Olympics. He enters the Special yeah, Olympics. Uh, yeah. Now, of course. But but they do that movie, though, with such tenderness and heart. I'm People just say, get offended by the whole premise, and they don't even yeah, watch it. I'm going to save you. Let's move on. <laughs> this, the well, heart, they don't need to be no, saved. I'm going to help you out here. The Heartbreak Kid, Ben Stiller. Did you see that one? No. That's now, a that remake. offends me. Whatever that is. <laughs> I'm offended by that. Hall Pass. That's a fun movie. That's okay. Uh, the Three Stooges movie, which is that's awful. awful. Um, Dumb and Dumber 2, which was terrible. And then Green Book. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Look at this guy's cannon. It's crazy. I know. It's really weird. It's like... (laughs) It's like he actually got mailed the wrong script. Well, he was like, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. But you know this. what? It proves our theory that comedy is ten times more difficult than drama. Because yeah. uh, some of those were hits and misses. Some of them were brilliant, we thought. But mm-hmm. he could just toss off an Oscar winner anytime he wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw somebody say Now, let's Twitter. say an Oscar. Let's <laughs> see a guy who hasn't done comedy try to go do it. Well, Spielberg, for instance, which oh, yeah. actually I love 1941. I thought yeah. it was good. But he, he had no success and, and got out of there. He mm. couldn't do the comedy genre anymore. It's harder to do. We've talked about this. It the is. Show. It is harder to and do it, comedy than drama. It's infuriating to me that they never reward an actor or an actress who I does totally a great agree. job I'm in a comedy. You. Yeah. Oh, well, look at this. We've got Marissa, the notable comedy winners. Marissa Tomei won for My Cousin Benny. Yeah. Uh, my favorite movie character of all time is uh, Kevin Klein's in A Fish Called Wanda. Right. That is my nu- He did win. He, he is my win. favorite character in any comedy. Peter Sellers should have won. And did he never win an Oscar? Not for The Pink Panther. Being there, he won for being, being there. there. Yeah. yeah, which, which was is not Forrest that Gump, yeah. essentially. Yeah. That was an early Forrest Gump. Uh, uh, I forgot. Who was I going to say? Oh, Dudley Moore should have won for Arthur. Instead, they give it to John Gilgood, which was great. Was Dudley Moore nominated for Arthur? Should have been. Should that have might been. have been nominated for Best Picture that year. It may have been. But, but he should have You're won. right, though. He not a lot of comedies. Oh. I saw somebody on Twitter that You know who? Say, and again, I'll say it again. Eddie Murphy should have been nominated for Nutty Professor. Okay. You think about the technical difficulty of that scene at the table and what he's pulling off. It's incredible. Yeah. No, I agree. Should have been nominated. I agree. At and least it, nominated. Maybe not one, but he could have dra- nominated. It's easier to make people cry than make people laugh because there are certain... Right. Uh, there are certain truths that are always sad to everybody universally. Mm-hmm. Death, sadness, grief, that kind of thing. Taxation. <laughs> yeah. It is much harder right. to create a comedy that is successful ag- among many, many people. Right. Because that is a much harder... Fu- funny bones are a lot harder to hit everybody's at one time. Right. Whereas dramas are very easy to do that. All right. Hey, one more topic before we move on to hot goss. Okay. Do you watch The Masked Singer? I did not yet. I did. I'm watching it tonight. Is it over? Is it over? It's over. Now it's over. I know where. I mean, I know that we are right on everybody. Let me ask you this. Let me just. Are there any surprises? No. (laughs) Okay. So it's Gladys Knight, it's Donny Osmond, and it's T Pain. Correct. All right. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's no. They have botched this entire show. Yeah, now that, haven't they? Uh, I, I, again, I enjoyed it when they had JB Smoove, and they had right. But at, let's talk about this as a as a the show as a mechanism was handled terribly. We should not have known who everybody was in the, well, in the know, third week. I don't week. agree with that because I think well, I mean, there's how could you not? I mean, when you hear some, especially if that's what they're known to do, they gave you're away. going to recognize Gladys Knight right away. 
I think they gave too many clues. Well, you know, well, you know maybe not. They two should clues. have been. They should maybe have been a little clues. more withholding. On right. The clues. Okay. I'm with. That's fine. But th- again, and that's not what gives it away to me. It's their voice. I knew Donny Osmond. Listen, I, when 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 he started his Soldier of Love's right. campaign, I saw him at the Maysville Warehouse. Oh, tobacco, at the Expo Tobacco Barn. I saw the him. Ripley Expo. Yes, yeah. I was there for that. And and uh, when I that, was there for that too. Were you? Well, yeah. we were there. I was very young. You so were was probably I. an adult. I was not. <laughs> but here's the thing. Couldn't if buy they had, If they hadn't given all those clues, I might have still thought, well, maybe this is Gladys. Maybe it's Shaka Khan, Patti LaBelle. I, yeah. knew, I, knew the, I knew the wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. It would have been exciting to find out who it was. As, right. of, as it is, we've known this as Gladys Knight since the second week. But, well, I'm still, you kind of have some doubt. Well, Kim, uh, I mean, Ken, Ken uh, he still was guessing Anita Baker. Well, I think I think they've been told to throw maybe people who are wrong out there. Well, they all know that it's Gladys Knight. I most of them did, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody voted for Gladys Knight except for Ken. I mean, the biggest mystery reveal was Rumor Willis, and that was the one I didn't know. And I mean, but even, see, with I, clues, even with the I clues, though, that. I still didn't know T Pain. It's just everybody told me it was T Pain. Yeah. So I didn't know. I would never have probably guessed T Pain, which is interesting because if it had ended up being T Pain mm-hmm. and I didn't know it, I'd have been like, oh, wow, I, I never knew T Pain yeah. could sing. That's very interesting. He, he can sing, nicely. man. He, he, yeah. He's great. But instead, they have beat it over the head so much that now it's just like, well, that's T Pain. You might as well you, you just T Pain in a costume. Well, I'm sure they're going to have a second season. Of this. What do you change if, it's a, if there's a second season? Like, how do you do it differently? Uh, new judges. Yeah. Get rid of those clowns. higher profile judges are going to bring in higher. Profile well, I don't know if that'd talent. be higher profile, but somebody that bring back JB Smoove and people that make me laugh, not guess yeah. with just stupidity. Nicole Scherzinger. Well, I you've don't got, mind her so much. Well, yeah, you've got to you've got to have entertaining judges, and they did not have entertaining no. judges. I mean, you can have Ken Jong is not Johnny not. Comedy, no. but he's the most entertaining they had, yeah, and uh, he irritates me though. Yeah, I'm, I get irritated with Ken. Wait, let me ask you something about Ken Jong. Fox has the Emmys this year, uh-huh. and we had this conversation back here in the bullpen the other day. You know how networks always pull somebody from one of their shows, yeah, right to do to do it. Who does Fox have to host except Ken Jong? Hmm. I'm, I'm I'm being serious. Like if you're pulling somebody who's quote unquote a, f- a funny person who carries a show. I mean, who does Fox get to do that? I'll tell you who I'd get. He wouldn't do it. I'd get Tim Allen. Somebody said Tim Allen, and everybody in that room booed when they said it. Yeah. I, well. I don't think they would ever do it. I don't think he would do it. But he'd be the one guy I'd laugh at. <laughs> yeah. As I, he just tore into him. Is, is it? But no, I, he's too nice a guy. I know he is, but yeah. I would I would love it if he did. But I don't know who they get. I don't know who I don't know who Fox pulls from their from their. Uh, Stable to host the Emmys. So, welcome to the Emmys featuring Ken Jong. Uh, before we go, let's do some hot goss. Ready? Okay. All right. Hot goss item. The TV show Bones, your favorite show. You've talked about this a million times. Never David Boreans and Emily Deschanel. Uh, the Fox has been ordered a $179 million payout because they cheated actors and executive producers out of $100 million in gross revenue. Good. Thoughts on that? How do you cheat them? I think they were just keeping the money for hmm. for themselves and was not there, I doling mean, was it there out. A contractual there were, agreement I think on were, rating points or something? Yeah, I believe so. There was something about extra, maybe syndication or something like yeah. that. They were getting paid and they were just pocketing the money. Um, item 
Beverly Hills 90210 making a comeback. Why? Uh, and here's the deal. It's going to be a show within a show where it's all about the actors trying to mount a 90210 reboot and the inner workings of the show being somewhat like a soap opera themselves. This sounds terrible. I never watched the first, the second, or this third incarnation. You didn't watch the original 90210? Nope. Really? Nope. I thought everybody did. Me and my wife got an argument about that the other night. That's what you should have. You should have watched it. Well, I didn't watch it, but I said the the good, uh, I thought the most attractive girl on there was that Gabriella. She said, what? Oh, yeah. She (laughs) She goes, she was old. I go, what? I don't care. I'm just saying. I thought she was better looking than. (laughs) Shannon Darty and who's the Tori Spelling? No, I thought um, uh, Jenny, Garth. Jenny Garth. She was. Nah, I thought she was at the, the time, I thought that Gabby girl was. She, you know, she's right though. She but Andrea. She was like Andrea. the yearbook That's editor, right? right? Is that and right, she Maria? is. You know what she does now? She's the president of the Screen Actors Guild. That's correct. I heard that. How yeah. about that? Good Successful. So she probably won't be interested in this no. reboot. Is what you're saying? Yeah. And item final thing you're gonna be interested in this. Rami Malek, yeah. Oscar winner. Yeah, what's he doing? Might be the next Bond villain. Oh, he'd be a good one. He, I thought so, too. Because yeah. he's got sort of a sinister look to him. Yeah, he's got something weird going on. He's not, yeah, he's kind of, he's got kind of a darkness to him, I yeah. think. That yeah. I can't, you know, I uh-huh. I never watched Mr. Robot. Did you watch Mr. Robot? No. People I know liked it, but I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, background with that guy. But, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, no, I think he'd be good. He would be young for a Bond villain. Although they've had young female Bond villains. Um, Sophie Marceau do. was a... Sophia was a, Marceau, yeah. yeah. She was in Braveheart, too, you know. Oh, I know. That's yeah. how I knew her when she was, <laughs> was yeah. in Bond. Um, also, her henchman in that, if you remember, was the guy from Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. Who couldn't feel pain. And his eye bled a lot. No, was that it? Was that... I think so. He'd bleed out of his eye, I didn't think he? you're right. Yeah, I think you might be right about Weird. that. Yeah. But well, I he think, would cry blood. I thought that was the guy in Casino Royale. Um, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I know. Somebody our, was our crying blood. Our friend Fake Barney's going to correct me on that one, I know. But uh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm I'm on board again, but I'm on a hair trigger with but, Daniel Craig. But here's the thing is, th- I'm assuming that they're already filming a new Bond now with Daniel no, Craig. No, I think there was I don't a think delay. They, I don't think this would be talking about the Daniel Craig Bond, because I think that script. I think done. it's been pushed back and there was a delay for some reason. But I'm just telling you, I'm on a hair trigger, because if he complains about having to be James Bond again. <laughs> well, you know who hates that it's been delayed? Daniel Craig, because he's ready to get out of there. Yeah. He's done. I don't know what he thinks he's going to do. He just could do other movies. I think Idris Elba hates it more because it makes him older as as he waits his turn. I I think it's his. He has to be the natural successor. In a heartbeat. Well, we'll see, as always. And thank you guys for joining us. This has been episode 52 or 53. However you count it. Uh, Maria says 52. We don't know. I've got to get this phone call. All right, Lee's got to take a phone call. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week. This has been the Funk Cousin Situation. Good day.